are we tweeted? All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, August 23rd edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, on Monday and Tuesdays here at MMAOddsMaker.com, alongside my co-host on Monday and Tuesdays, Mr. Big Marcel. What's going on, man? How's everything? All good, man. How are you? Uh, good to be uh, on the podcast again. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, talk some uh, MMA with you. Yeah, man. it's going to be an interesting show today. So we got a lot to talk about, obviously. Uh, UFC recap. Um, we'll do Bellator and PFL as well. I know you have some like stuff to talk about with the whole situation last week with Mr. Patty Pimblett. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Like we, we had the podcast it literally just happened right after the podcast last last Tuesday. So yeah. it's almost been a week now. I think we've all had some time to like kind of chill, digest everything. We'll talk about that. But um, I do want to recap the cards from the weekend before we get into uh, that, Marcel, unless someone you know is burning to talk to hear about it. We don't have any people in the chat yet, so we'll wait a little bit because I know you have quite a bit to say. Let's start with UFC, though. Let's just recap the card. So, yeah, I mean, sure. it, was, it was pretty tricky. Um, actually, let me get this comment very, very quickly from Big J. Hey, Big J, what's up? So, he's asking about Jimmy Rivera. So, the report is today that Jimmy Rivera and Damian Meyer were both uh, removed from the rankings. I'm assuming they just didn't get re-signed. That's basically like being cut. It's like almost the same thing, but it's like a plighter version. It's like a plighter way of saying you've been cut, Marcel, by saying we, we didn't offer them a new contract. That's basically what it is. What have you heard? I just heard that he's a free agent at this moment. I didn't hear he got cut, but I also don't think he got a new contract offer. I don't know exactly, man. I know that they put the Holly and Python now in the rankings at number yeah. 15. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, guys, when they say a guy's been removed from the rankings or removed, if his contract's not been renewed, that's basically a polite version of saying they've been released or cut. You know, it's just a politer version of saying it. So, you know, I saw John Morgan's report that he can't go and say that until the UFC, I guess, confirms it, but it's basically what it's saying. And, you know, listen, it's, it's a shame, but you know, Damien is an older guy, uh, and they made it pretty clear that after the fight with Muhammad, they weren't going to offer him another fight, even though he asked for Nate Diaz. And with Jimmy Rivera, I mean, I, I personally think he's a good fighter, but, you know, he's not the most exciting guy, probably. Um, although I do think he won fight of the night in his last fight uh, against Munoz, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So... I guess maybe maybe you wanted more money. I'm not sure, but overall, I mean, that's a guy that goes the distance in almost every fight. Is it a guy the UFC wants to pay a lot of money to? I don't know. But to me, Jeremy Bear is a UFC caliber fighter. So if he truly was cut, it kind of sucks for him. But you know, it is what it is. Um, but we'll talk about the fights now. Let's get into them. So I mean, it was a pretty tricky card. No, Marcel, you had a good night, man, for your pick. So congrats. I had an average night. I mean, to me, it was it was a tricky card. Like, and it turned out to play that play out that way. Let's start with the main event. Marcel Jerry Canyon defeats Calvin Gastelum by unanimous decision. Very, very close fight. I mean, this one, to me, I think Kanyer getting the win is fine. Um, but there are some people that think Castle won three rounds. What do you think, Marcel? How did you score this one? Yeah, it was possible. It was 48-47. Could be either way. I think I leaned slightly towards Kanyer. Um I think um, the, the thing is with Kananir, the, the the rounds he won were more convincingly, you know what I mean? It was only one round that was kind of 50-50, and the other two rounds were also for Gastelum. Um, yeah, it was a close fight. I, I, I tweeted out like 48-47 Kananir, 48-47 Gastelum is both very possible, you know, it's it's not, nothing wrong with that. I saw people like, oh, how dare you giving a gasoline with that fight? That's absolutely incorrect and that kind of thing. That's like, it's possible, you know? It's more possible that Kamenia won the fight, but gasoline could have won the fight as well, I think. But uh, I, I don't mind the decision. I think it was the correct decision. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I mean, we both picked gasoline, so it would be nice if he got it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think, they, I think the judges actually scored this one right. 
I'm surprised Cannonier was able to win the decision in five rounds. You know, I think that's that's a good sign for this guy. Um, he looked in amazing shape. Gastelum obviously struggled with the weight cut, Marcel, which is which is not good. You know, it wasn't a good sign to see that. It was a close fight, but ultimately, I think I think Cannonier's conditioning was the difference in this fight. You know, he just seemed like a more well conditioned athlete. He was able to go the full five and throw that high output. Even I know like the fifth round, Gastelum came back a little bit, but still, I mean, to me, Cannonier was impressive. So he's four and one now, Marcel at uh, middleweight. And after the fight, he complained about his money. And I saw today he did an interview he was complaining about his money. I mean, that's not really the way you endear yourself to the UFC brass. I understand why he's pissed. I get it. He's a top three guy in the world in his division. And he's complaining about his uh, paycheck, which is not good. But, you know, he's only fought once this year, guys. You know, you got to keep that in mind. And, you know, his show money is pretty high, too. So it's like, I understand his frustration. But I don't think he's the poster boy for bad fighter pay. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, there's other guys with way worse situations than Jerry Cannier. Having said that, the guy's damn impressive, man. I think the winner of Derek Brunson and Darren Till makes sense, even though they're a little bit lower in the rankings, because from what he said, he's not waiting for a title shot. He wants to fight. He wants to make money. So I think that fight makes sense. That fight's uh, in two weeks. So what do you think, Marcel? The winner of that? What do you think? Yeah, for sure. That's the fight to make, you know. I mean, uh, yeah. the, 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 obviously, the title fight should be Adesanya against Whitaker. So this is the fight to make. I agree with you, man. Yeah. And what do you think about him saying he's broke, man? And, and now, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, this is just another example of bad fighter pay. Like, I made the comment that's a bad look on the UFC, and it definitely is. And I'm pretty sure they cut that part of the interview out where they posted the interview or stuff where he talks about it. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it's not like this guy doesn't make, you know, decent money. I mean, from what I've seen, like, his show money is decently high. So I don't know. I and mean, I just think there's, like, there's other fighters that are making, like, $5,000. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a contender series, guys, those are the guys that I think, and guys that they're making 10 and 10 on the prelims. I don't know. What do you think, man? Like, I, 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 again, I understand the frustration, but I just think it's getting a little overblown with, with Jared as an example because he's only fought once this year and once last year. Like, I, I don't know what he to, Yeah, well, I heard he, I don't know if it's true, but I saw somewhere that said 75. Um, that was his, let me see what, okay, so he made $100,000 the last time he had a disclosed paycheck in 2017 against Nick Rorick, he made 100000 for that fight. So you'd, you'd imagine he's still making that much, if not more. You know what I mean? So I saw something 75 and 75. I don't know if it's true because they don't give this, the salaries in Nevada anymore. But, you know, for a guy making six figures a fight, guys, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? MMA, MMA pay should go up anyways, you know? But it's not like – I think he's already like – pretty decently paid compensated i agree i kind yeah. of agree with you yeah. marcel i know what you're saying like and i heard his interview saying he's like you know it's not fair that my wife has to go to work while you know she should be taking care of the kids while i'm at the gym training i get it i know what he's saying but i feel like a lot of people in life feel that same way you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i wish my my fiance didn't have to work she's gonna have to go back to work next year like it's just that's just a fact of life so i get what he's saying guys but i just think this is the wrong guy to kind of go off on the whole fighter pay is terrible thing you know what i mean marcel because again he's only fought once in the last two years guys like if you go for a guy like i'm just trying to think someone i don't know like what the like, jig is making but he's headlining this card this weekend is he making hundred thousand i doubt it i mean maybe he is i don't think so though so i think there's guys that are worse spots anyways um what about gaslam though i mean he lost the fight lost five and six on marcel what do you think what's next for him uriah uriah hall rematch in the rematch yeah i'd watch that fight i remember betting on kelvin in that fight uh it was eight years ago now wow and I think it makes sense. I think it'd be a good fight. Both guys kind of, I think they're like nine and 10 in the rankings. So that makes a lot of sense. The only other thing is, and I don't know what you guys think, but I think Kelvin, you know, really needs to commit himself to 
a diet and just strict training and drop back to 170. Because I just don't think he could be a champion in this weight class. And I know he could still have a good career and still beat guys, but you've seen, look, look at his record. He's lost five of his last six, Marcel middleweight. So to me, it's like, you know, this is a guy that should be fighting at 170, Marcel. What do you think? What do you mean he won't be a champion? I mean, that you, that you saw the picture with him wearing the belt yeah. a few years ago? Yeah, I, saw, I remember <laughs> that. Being serious, um, yeah, I, I guess so. But the thing is, if he this is not really committed to go to welterweight, you know, then it won't happen. And he, he, he almost missed weight. I know it was just uh, 0.25, you know, but yeah. almost missed weight for this one. So I don't think he really is committed to go back to welterweight. And I think the older you get, the tougher it is to go back and drop even more weight. I mean, we are not all, all we are not everybody, Frankie Edgar, you know, or yeah. Jose Aldo or Edson Barbosa. But, um, you know, it's, that, that's just tougher for many fighters, you know. And I think for Gaslam, yeah. Gaslam is already. I think Gaslam would be a pretty big guy if he doesn't train every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think it's already tough on him to 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 go mid, to make middleweight, and if he has to go back to welterweight, it would be very tough for him. I think. I I, I know what you mean, and I get it, and I agree. Um, but I just look at the success he had at, wel at welterweight. He was six and two as a welterweight, mm -hmm. plus the hall fight, which was at middleweight, but still. Um, and then since moving to middleweight full time, he's four six and one no contest. Really, that's a win over Dieter. So it's five and six. Let's be let's be fair there. But that's a losing record, you know. Whereas he had a winning record at welterweight with two really close losses to Woodley and to Magny. I thought I thought he beat Magny. I think he should have won that fight. But the Woodley fight probably lost that one. No shame in that though. To me, that's the move he has to make if he really wants to be a champion. He's only twenty nine, man. He's still young. You know what I mean? That's one of the reasons I picked him against Kamier because I'm like he's still make the improvements. But when he showed up. A quarter pound heavy, Marcel. I gotta be honest, that really worried me. I was like, man, that's my good side. And you see Cannonier just incredible shape. A guy who used to fight heavyweight, so it's pretty amazing what he's done. Anyways, any more thoughts on this fight um, before we move on to the other ones? No, that's it pretty much, man. All right, so let's talk about this fight. Mark Madsen, Clay Guida, guys. And I know that, Jose, you're asking about uh, this fight in the comments, and I, I definitely want to talk about this fight. It was an interesting fight. It was a very close fight. Very, very close. You know what's funny, guys? Um, the judges had completely different scorecards than what I had and what Marcel had. Because I asked Marcel after the fight how he scored it. So, yeah. um, Marcel, where's your picture? Where's your video gone? You still oh, there? What the hell? You still there? I can't see you. Oh, yeah. You you okay, go. that's weird. I was like, what yeah. happened? Okay. He's picking his nose, guys. That's what happened. You don't want to see him. All right. So, the scorecards were kind of weird, Marcel. Like, 29-28 is fine, I think, for either guy. 30-27, Madsen's a little weird. And then... The, the rounds were also strange. I thought he won one and three, but none of the judges had that. What did you? I, I think you had the same scorecard as me, right? Mark Madsen, one and three, three yeah. and two. Yeah. Very weird, right? How did the judges – I don't even know how they came to this decision. Like, I think the right guy won the fight, but I don't think the way they got there was correct. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. And that's actually concerning. That means pretty much that it could be completely different. You know what I mean? So – I think it was one and three for Madsen, two for Guida. We both had the same, like you said. So, um, yeah, maybe we should start judging. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> just kidding. I mean, but no. I think we had it, we had it the right way. So, I mean, I think we both be really good judges, but you, I can't be a judge and journalist. You can't. It's not possible. Uh, that's you, you right. to, I was just kidding. I know. I know. I'm just saying you have to pick one of the two, and you can't pick both. I'd rather be a journalist. Uh, you know, but a judge definitely. You know, it's, it's an important job in the sport, and I feel like. You know, I think we just we need better judges, but yeah, I'm glad the guy, the right guy, won. Now this next fight, Jose was asking about this one as well. Also, Jamie had the same scorecard. That's what I had, Jamie. But the judges had they all had different scorecards, which is really like you said, Marcel. 
it's I'm glad they got the right winner. I think they did get the right winner, but the way they got there is very weird. All right, let's talk about this fight. Parker Porter defeats Chase Sherman. I think you picked Porter, so great, good pick there. And the output again, man, just this guy's cardio. You look at the guy, Marcel, and he doesn't look like he's this, like, you know, well-conditioned athlete, but this guy can go 50 minutes, no problem, at the UFC level. Like, it's unbelievable, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying beating Chase Sherman and Josh Friesen are, are, like, amazing wins, but they're decent wins, you know? And this guy, to me, is a little bit, um, you know, just underrated, I guess. Like, I remember him from way back in the day because like, I remember seeing on John Jones's record. That's pretty much where I saw him, man. Gabriel Gonzaga, too. I was like, man, this guy, this guy sucks, but he really doesn't. He's actually a good fighter, and he's really shut me up. Or so a lot of people have picked against him. I picked against him all three fights, and I'm one and two on him now. So what do you think, man? I know you like this guy. What do you think about him? Yeah, I, I think he, he he did what he had to do. I don't think it was a beautiful fight or whatever. I think it was very untechnical, but mm-hmm. he had just a higher output. You know, he, he had the Sherman on his toes the whole damn time, had him backing up, and Sherman didn't do anything back. So it was like... Um, it was like pretty much a 30-27 clean clean sweep all three rounds for Parker Porter, and uh, he, he did a very he did a very well how he did it. Uh, I had to live uh, earlier today. I did a podcast, a Dutch podcast, and the and the host had a short interview with the Henry Hoft because Sherman is training right now at Sanford, right? And uh, Hoft wasn't. I don't think he was in the corner, or he was. I don't. I can't. I can't recall. And. Um, yeah, Sherman pr- pretty much said that he was ashamed for how he looked in the cage. That he said he was looking very bad. He didn't good look. And the host said like, "Yeah, it was a complete shit fight." I told him as well, it was a shit fight. And uh, Sherman was like, "Yeah, you're right. It was an awful fight. We, we have to. Do, I have to do better." And uh, yeah, he's like, "Hope is like, I'm just saying the way it is. You know, I say if you're good, if you're making a good fight, you're a good fight. If you have a shit fight, I'm telling you, it's a shit fight. And it was a shit fight," he said. So, um, yeah, it was pretty pretty clear on that you know and uh i think sherman w- was pretty clear on what what he what he thought about the fight it wasn't the way he expected it i think sherman has has knockout power but he, he never could let it go for some reason for three rounds you know he was just he, he just looked as 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 if he didn't want to be there you know what i mean so it was a really weird fight from sherman but a good one for porter he looked good yeah, all three rounds. I don't know. I don't know what Eddie Judge gave for 29-28. But I was wondering that. I actually saw that. I was like, what round? Did they? they gave him the first round, but I don't know. You know, I'm looking at Chase's record: three and seven in the UFC over two stints. Not very good. And I think he'll get cut. What do you think? You think he gets cut? Very likely, man. I think his best days were in the bare knuckle. So maybe he goes back. Yeah, to that's that's the one thing I'll say. You know, he's the only guy that went to bare knuckle to come back to the UFC. So I'll give him some credit for that. It's not an easy thing to do. But, you know, he beat Ikeville Noever. I think he tested positive for some sort of PED, and then he has not looked the same since then. Um, just mm-hmm. hasn't looked the same. So what do you think for Porter, though? What do you think is next for this guy, man? What do you, I, I like this guy. Like, he's a, to me, he's a decent, underrated fighter. What do you think? Yeah, he is, man. I think I think not top 15 maybe a little bit too soon, but maybe just be behind yeah. top 15 would yeah. be a good test. Or maybe bottom top 15. It's like like top 15, top 20 in that range. That would be good, I think. Hey, let me see who's out there. Let me see. You know, the one guy I was thinking about was that guy, Carlos Felipe, but now he's fighting Arlovsky. Maybe the I winner th- of that think, fight? The I think about Rod- Rod- Rodrigo Nascimento. Nascimento's a, a yogi bear, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's fun. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Jared Vendera is another guy. He's coming off a win. He's a, oh, he's fighting Romanov, actually. That fight's official. Is that official? Romanov and Bandera? Is it? I don't know. I see it on Wikipedia, but I don't remember. Oh, you don't well, know, Marcel? You actually wrote the article. 
That's so funny. I, I, I can't remember anymore. It's what, what, what? guys. It's okay. Mar- it says Marcel wrote the article. Let me get these comments, guys. Oh, sorry. This is what Madsen Ryan asked about the last fight. Why didn't he wrestle? Yeah, you know, he did, like you said, he engaged the clinch just to throw knees, basically. It's weird. And everyone's saying, oh, Quinn is a great wrestler. He is. But but he's been taken down many times in the UFC. I don't think Madsen was committed to it. I think he wanted to show his striking a little bit, too. He was forced to a little bit. And I thought he looked okay in his striking. His jab looked really nice in that third. It's what won him the fight. So, yeah, you know, Ma- for Guida, just moved around a lot. And that could confuse people. You know what I mean, Marcel? If you're a bad judge who doesn't, like, really understand the sport, I could see why you would think Guida's winning that fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you really know the sport, you're watching it closely. Obviously, you saw Madsen laying the bigger strikes. Oh, We're going to say before I get the other comments. We're going to say. Do, do, do you think uh, Madsen was happy after the fight? When you get this name, I, I would definitely say he's happy. You know, like what this guy's been through, guys, is like insane. Like he had COVID, he missed over a year. I think he uh, broke his jaw in his last fight against Hubbard, and yeah. his wife has MS, which is just absolutely oh, terrible. Wow. Yeah, that you didn't know that. Right? Yeah, yeah, he were, he were, um, he revealed that last week. That's a terrible disease, obviously. So, what this guy did was was a good. I think it was good for him to get the win. Like it's just it was good for him himself for his family, and I, I'm excited to see him next. And who they's asking about Ferguson. I mean, I, I, would I watch that fight? Sure, but I, I feel like Tony, they're going to give him someone that he can beat, I think. I would think. I don't think he can beat Madsen. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure, Marcel. What do you think? Like, I, I would assume he gets a top 15 guy, but... Uh, he wanted a Gillespie. I'm, I, I think yeah. if, if you don't give him Gillespie and you want to give him another ground guy, yeah, may, may, maybe maybe Davi Ramos, but Ramos That'd is be fun to lose his He's, he's not know, ranked. So yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let me get these other comments. Jamie had Porter by decision. I think that's what Marcel had too. Uh, who's yeah. I said interesting Porter's two and one. You have to see well Taf is one three. I think Taf should be like two and two or right. Like he definitely beat Carlos Felipe, right? Like that was a bad decision. Okay, that's right. Yeah. The judge yeah. gave Sherman the first round where he actually got taken down. Yeah, the one judge did, which is it's not even just the takedown. He got struck too. That's the thing. And he got taken down and controlled. So Porter and Esmeralda, yeah, that's a good fight. All right. Um, now we got to with this fight because. I mean, this fight was amazing, and or the finish was amazing. I shouldn't say the fight was amazing. It was not the best fight ever, but the finish was filthy. Saeed Yakub uh, Kakarmanov, Marcel, pulling off the submission in the third round over Trevin Jones, a technical submission. Um, unbelievable performance. Unbelievable UFC debut by this guy coming in on short notice, fighting, I think, a good fighter in Trevin Jones. Basically, completely dominated Trevin Jones the stand-up, forced Trevin Jones to wrestle, and stuffed a lot of the takedowns. I mean, the guy looked phenomenal. I wonder how good this guy's going to look with the full camp when he makes weight. It's a shame he missed weight because it cost him $50,000 bonus. It really did. He would have got the bonus for sure. I thought he looked amazing, Marcel. This was a great fight. It was a very close fight, but in the end, he pulled it off, man, with 20 seconds left. Unbelievable, Marcel. Give me your thoughts on Kakarmanov. Yeah, very good, man. What can you say? It's like a, a less than seven seven days notice fight. Uh, got in. Looked great against a guy who had some high, very high ceiling and I'm very much hype in the UFC right now because uh, people were saying nobody wants to fight this dude and he had bad luck listen Trevor Jones had bad luck with uh, opponents falling out uh, continually he got Kakramanov and dude Kakramanov looked good and um, yeah like I like you said I'm really looking forward to always looking in this next fight he was the, uh, the Kate Fury champion so, um, yeah, I think uh, he has a lot of upside in the UFC card coming uh, go to uh, small enough. Yeah. Jamie's saying Madsen and Moises. Yeah, Moises just fell the rankings. That would be a good fight, too. I think he gets a top 15 guy, but I'm not 100% sure. You know, I think they wanted to see if he could beat Guido's kind of like a gatekeeper in the top 15. So I think he will, but 
it's all timing, right? It depends on timing. And does Gillespie even want to take a fight against an unranked guy when he really should be fighting a guy, you know, highly ranked? I don't know. But I think on paper it'd be a good fight. But yeah, Kakramon on Barcelona, I mean, unbelievable. What's next for him? What do you think? Who'd you match him up with at 135? Yeah, it's difficult, man. Um, Let me look at the ranks. You know, if, 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 if Trevor Jones would, uh, how do you say that? If Trevor Jones would have won this fight, he'd probably match him up with somebody around the top 15, top yeah. 20, somewhere there. So you have to think a bit like the same for Kakramon, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I'd go with. Um, Maybe a Casey Kenny, would that make sense? Maybe you know. Here's the thing. I'm looking at the rank. I'm actually I'm just looking at the roster right now. This yeah. division's so stacked. There's so many good yeah. fighters that aren't ranked that have more than one win in the UFC. So even though this was an amazing win, incredible way you finished it, and a good win over a quality fighter, you know, there's guys like Adrian Yanez who aren't ranked. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like I don't think this gets him a ranked opponent. I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't. I, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, but. There's a lot of other guys that are waiting. Like Miles Johns is a guy who's waiting for a ranked opponent. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of guys. Actually, that would be a good fight, Marcel. Miles Johns versus uh, versus Kaplan. Yeah. That'd be a fun one too. That'd be a very fun fight. But I don't know if he'll take that fight. You know, Miles, you got the, you the you got LFA, LFA champion against CFFC champion. Yeah. Right? Even even you know Phillips or or Piva be good. All these fights would be fun, honestly. But you know, if you're a ranked guy, do you want to fight this guy? Probably not. This guy's super dangerous. But yeah, I'd watch Kenny, and and I don't think Kenny's ranked. I think he's out. Right? Is he ranked? Though, yeah, or he's, no? he's not. I don't think he's ranked anymore. Yeah, I think he no. dropped out after the losses, and he's competitive losses, split decisions. So that'd be a good fight. But yeah, I mean, Kakarot was very good. Um, Carlos Phillips, maybe. Yeah, I know yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. Or even Paiva, like he is ranked now at 15. So mm -hmm. yeah, you guys know what I'm saying. Like this division is just ridiculously stacked. There's so many like, guy like Montel Jackson can't get the rank. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like it's 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 really really stacked. Um, Hunt, um, what's his name? Jack Shore just got uh, the UFC newcomer too, the flyweight champ from LFA. That would have been a good fight too, but you know he's taking the flyweight guy instead. All right, uh, this fight was—I don't know. I mean, Vince Pichel, Austin Hubbard, pretty much played like basically we thought it would go to decision. I thought Hubbard would be a little more competitive, but you know, Pichel. I thought I thought it should be 29-20. I don't agree with 30-27, but Pichel won the fight for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I had it. I said the same. How can you score that 20, 30, 27 and 29, 28? Yeah. And Pichel won. And actually, yeah, it played out how I, how I thought it would be. Yeah. You know, Pichel, uh, the, the, he's, he's, how do you say that? He, he's super um, underrated. And the, yeah, that, that, that's not the word it's I want to say. Well rounded. Yeah, super solid. Sub, yeah. So he's just well rounded. He yeah. He's also underrated. He's 7 and 2 in the UFC, you know. Uh, only losses against Kabilov and against who was the other? Was a close fight, I think, or was it? Gillespie choked him out, and that's the guy. Gillespie, called Gillespie yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah, it wasn't a close fight. And he uh, called him out after. Finishes. I don't think he'll get that fight. I don't think he'll get the rematch. No, me yeah. neither, man. I think but, he should have called still, someone else. Out. I don't blame for calling him out, but I, I think he should call someone else. So you know what I mean? Pichelt, yeah, that's exactly what I had. I don't. I really thought that Hubbard. I thought Hubbard for sure won the first round. I was mm -hmm. surprised all three of them had. But either way, the right guy won again. Same with the uh, Madison fight. The right guy won. The way we got there is a little weird. Um, Pantoja and Roy Val. Let's talk about this one because an amazing fight for as long as it lasted. And Pantoja pulls off the submission. Now I got to talk. So we got to talk about the flyweight title because obviously Brandon Moreno was there. It looks like they verbally agreed to the fight. Um, but of course, Figueredo still wants it, and of course, Askarov still wants the fight. Now here's the thing: the UFC I think has a big problem right now because. Figueredo's missed weight at flyweight before, and so has Askarov. And the problem with them being a challenger and potentially missing weight is the belt wouldn't be on the line. 
That's the difference, guys, because if it's the champion that misses weight, the challenger make, makes weight, the, the belt's still on the line for the challenger. That's the dilemma the UFC's facing, and I think they're just worried that Askarov or Figueroa can't make weight. So what I would do, this is my thought, and I want to hear yours in a second, I would do Askarov and Figueroa on the same card as Moreno and Pantoja later this year, and I would do I would give Pantoja the title shot because there's three, there's a few reasons. Number one, and I talked about this on Twitter yesterday, if you guys saw my tweet. Number one, he has two wins over Moreno. Um, number two, he makes weight. Number three, he's super good. He's just a salt, super solid fighter. He's been fighting in MMA since 2007. He's been fighting a long time, Marcel. I respect the guy's been in the game that long. I believe he deserves a hell shot based on him making weight and winning his fight. So um, I know you disagree because I think you, you like Gasparov more, but Marcel, I don't think you can give a guy who missed weight a title shot. What do you think? It's a difficult one, man. I, I mean, what's more important to you, missing weight or, or winning, winning against? Right? And he beat oh, Askarov, or sorry, yeah. Askarov beat Pantoja last year. I, yeah. I know, I agree. You know that that that's the dilemma. You know, yeah, what I it mean? is. So it is. Um, the thing is, what, what what's going to bother me a lot here is that I don't mind either Pantoja or Askarov getting a title shot. Just let this be clear. If Pantoja gets it, nobody would want to hear of uh, will hear anything from me that Askarov doesn't get it. Don't, don't get me wrong. But the thing is, I think if they make this matchup and Cody Garbrandt wins against Kara France in December, they're going to do the winner of that fight against Cody Garbrandt, you know? And that fucking sucks. I don't need to see that, you know what I mean? So I would say if they do what you say, if they do Brandon Moreno against Alejandro Pantoja and they do on the same card, Davison Figueredo against Askar Askarov, Askar Askarov uh, uh, is, uh, isn't coming back until late uh, late this year, by the way. So if, the, if, he, if they do that fight, the winner of that fight should be guaranteed a title shot against either Moreno or Pantoja, if they do that, then I would be cool with it. But if they're going to do those two fights and then they gave Cody uh, the first uh, choice to no, I'm not cool with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. So, um, yeah, I want to get this comment because this guy's hilarious. Let me yeah. read this comment here, Marcel. This is so yeah. funny. Biker boy. I mean, there's some swearing here, but basically he says that he had a parlay on uh, Madsen and uh, Jared. 230, Canon here, obviously. 230 to win 600. <laughs> he got scared after the second round cashed out. Yeah, you know what, man? That's I'm sure it's high. <laughs> he's saying his highest buck. That's so funny. Listen, that's happened to all of us, man. We've, we've got a little bit nervous and we tried to hedge out. I get it, but that's why I usually just wait to see what happens because you never know, right? But <laughs> that's funny, though. I thought that was really funny what you said, man. Um, anyways, Marcel, let's go to the other fights quickly on this card. Um, Austin Lingo defeats Luis Saldana. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was a close fight. Very hard fight to call. I think you picked Lingo, if I'm not mistaken, and a good pick here. And yeah, I mean, it was a close fight. That third round, that body shot that dropped and really was the difference, right? That one in the fight. Yeah, I was like, listen, I'm no, I'm no position to, uh, to, to say what a fighter should do, but I was like, dude, why are you going, gonna go uh, down with him and trying to wrestle him? Let him, get, let him stand up, you know. But I think Lingo was very tired already as well, so it was kind of a thing like, uh, if I go to the ground and he can stand up, I have this round in the back. So, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, good win for Lingo. Yeah, no, I agree. Um... Saldana, I think he'll get another fight, too. I, I think he broke his yeah. foot, too. I saw some picture on his Instagram, and you think he broke his foot. Brian Keller defeats Domingo Plarte. You know you know what? He did what he had to do, but this was not a good fight. Like, this was probably the worst fight in the card, I would say. What do you think, Marcel? I mean, it was it was a really dull fight. What do you think? Yeah, it was very one-sided, in my opinion, and it was yeah. uh, actually pretty much what I expected and what you did as well. I, I thought he might finish the fight, to be honest with you. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised Plarte was able to survive, but 
you know, he did. He's, I'm looking at his record now. 0-2 oh, two and one no contest. I think he's going to get cut. You think he gets cut? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's talk about this fight because this is one, this is the best call I made all night on a card where I kind of struggled. But she's asking, Jose's asking if she's always fought at bantamweight. I think she could fight at strawweight. So she wants to fight at flyweight. She said this after apparently two AG fight. I saw the interview. So she wants to move down to 125, which I think she should because she could definitely make that weight class. I think she could make 115 too, just like Jessica Andrade did. I think she could, but she wants to keep that power and the strength. So, you know, if she cuts a lot of weight, she might just gas herself out after a round. You know what I mean? Like at 135, obviously tons of cardio. And Marcel, I, I, I called this fight perfectly. Basically she did what she what, what I thought she'd do. Pin Bea Malek against the fence and just go to work on her. And Bea had nothing for her in this fight at all. And I told you, Marcel, one of these fighters was training for this fight. The other one was busy taking pictures for Instagram and for her only fans. And the one fighter who was training for this fight as hard as she could ended up winning by knockout and won $50,000 bonus. I, I was very impressed by Josiane Nunez. Um, but I don't think she could be competitive against like good fighters in this weight class. Like if she fights someone like Macy Chason, she'll lose that fight. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, what do you think? I, I think 125 is, or 115 maybe, but I think 125 for sure is the right move for this girl. What do you think? Yeah, why not? I think 125 uh, isn't a, doesn't have a huge talent pool, to be really honest. And uh, it's easier to, uh, no disrespect to Shevchenko, but it's easier to get a champion at 125 than a 115, I think. I think 115 has a much difficult, more difficult roster. Nunez um, looked great. Uh, yeah, I, I said to you as well, man, I'm not a huge Malaki fan, but I thought that, uh, that, uh, that the height would be a big difference in this fight, but Nunez could get into could, could get inside by Malaki, you know, a Malaki letter punch, and uh, great performance by Nunez, man. Good, uh, good debut, and uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to how she's going to do at 125. I think she can be a force there for sure. Yeah, if she if she can element or uh, her her game, she can. Yeah, Jamie, I know what you're saying. I agree. I don't think being Bay is like you know telling us this girl's a contender, but. I think it does show that, again, what I saw in the tape was the power in the hands. She's got really fast hands, and we saw that in this fight. Mm -hmm. Does she beat other girls with better striking defense that aren't just basically a punching bag? I don't know. But that's what Bea was in this fight. You know, I'm being a little harsh on her, but, you know, I just think that, you know, this is a girl that could be a good fighter, and I just don't know if she's putting the work in. I don't know, Marcel. It just doesn't seem like she's fully committed to it. Um, but I could be – maybe that's just me, you know, being wrong. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I just – I look at two fighters, and I see one in Nunes who – you know, really wanted this fight really badly yeah. and ended up getting the win. All right, William Knight defeats Fabio Charant. Man, I got to be honest. I, I don't know what – I didn't know what happened. At first. I thought there was a headbutt or something. Like, I had no idea what happened. The guy just fell down, and then you saw the replay. I don't think I've seen a weaker punch knock someone out in the UFC before. This is incredible that he knocked him out. It was basically like his wrist. Un unreal, Marcel. And Fabio was – he was looking pretty good, Marcel. I'm like, oh, shit. He's going to knock out William. And then, bang, that left hook. What do you think of that punch? Because like I thought again at first, I thought it was a headbutt, and then they showed the replay. Obviously, a punch. What do you think? I mean, maybe it kind of shows that Knight has a lot of power. You know what I mean? True. If, that uh, is if true. you can yes. knock out with that uh, that way, and uh, was also walking back, I think. So um, it 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 was it was a good win for Knight. But you you I agree with you. Uh, Surround looked good in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, he started very well, and uh, yeah, I think Knight just has has some real solid power you know but uh, i really i'm really concerned with knight man in uh, in this division i think uh, yeah he, he would do so much better at 185 man he's he's fighting like huge guys at 205. i agree i agree completely you know 
DC was commentating, just like talking about how big and strong his legs are and stuff. And it's like, okay, but did you see his last fight against Dan Jung where he looked like a midget in that fight? Like he wasn't even like Dan Jung is a big like heavy, obviously six foot yeah. four, but you know, William Knight is he's just to me at five foot ten, Marcel, he's a guy that really should drop to one eighty five. I don't know how he's gonna do it because he's gonna have to change his whole body. Like he's obviously a really muscular dude, but yeah, you know, Marcel, I just don't think he could become a, a champion at this weight class. I really don't. You know, I think the guy's a good fighter, guys, but I just see a guy that when he steps up in competition, I think he's gonna struggle Marcel against the bigger guys like um down drunk. All right, Ignacio Balmondis, that's my boy. Uh, I think you picked him or so. I want to say you picked him too. I definitely we didn't. We there both picked him. This was my guy of the week. I loved him here as an underdog. Loved this kid. Knocks out Roosevelt. So I had the tweet. I, read, I wrote the tweet saying, what a great performance. Amazing striking. Amazing takedown defense. Stuffed 12 takedowns in the fight. And then right as I tweeted that out, he's landed a spinning wheel kick, which, you know what's funny, guys? I wrote, I'm like, holy fuck, he landed a spinning wheel kick. All the other websites, no one knew what the, the move was. People need to watch more MMA because a lot of websites didn't know what it was. They didn't know what to call it. Come on, guys. We've seen this move before in the uh, UFC. I, you know I, what I mean, Marcel? I'm, I, I'm guilty as well. I said spinning back kick while oh, I knew come it was on. a it's spinning, spinning wheel kick. kick. It's I know it was a spinning wheel kick. I know. Same I know. one Barboza landed on Terry Adam. Same one that uh, JDS landed on Mark Hunt. Unbelievable. The thing I, is, I, I'm so high in this guy. Tell me your thoughts. The thing is, sometimes when you want to uh, tweet quickly, you know, oh, of course, you, know, of course. you can't fight, and then you would say it's just back kick. I know it's No, no, I know what you're saying. Like I get that. Um, <laughs> what do you think of this guy, man? He's only 23, Marcel. He looks and, very good, but he yeah. looked as good as we expected. We both said it on the podcast yeah. that he is a good fighter, you know, yeah. and uh, he, he was going to win. Didn't, of course, I didn't expect a spinning wheel kick knockout in the third round, but of course <laughs> not. But he looked good. A, a complete fight was good. I had a 30-27 for him. Uh, on the scorecards, so yeah, I mean, per perfect. I uh, man, poor Roy Roberts, man, he's probably out of the UFC with this one. Yo, that's the first time he's been knocked out in his career, which is insane. But he did get dropped against Kevin Kroon, which was something that really worried me against a guy mm -hmm. like Bignasu, his power. And wow, he got dropped again in this one. All right, first fight of the night, the last little title on this card, Ramiz Brahmaj defeats Sasha Blatnikov. Technical submission, yeah, I was wrong about this one. I, I knew that it it Ramiz could win the fight by submission, I thought Sasha would definitely be able to like kind of um stay on the feet more but he he couldn't he got taken down right away and choked up cold dude. great win for burmese i think that's it for sasha in the ufc too much like, can't defend a rear naked choke what are you gonna say he got he, he got fucking purple for a minute man and then yeah there was it was just actually horrible to see and he he held on he held on long and then uh at a certain moment he, it was over and ramis immediately said like he's out he's out yeah and then uh he was out by the way i want to ask you man did you see on the broadcast and also on the ufc uh, uh lineup uh bar order they didn't show Palatnikov's uh flag his hong kong flag do you know what i saw that yeah i did see that um i don't know why exactly i can't remember but i did notice that it was just like a blank thing but yeah uh, i know there's a lot of you know i guess tension in that part of the world like i don't okay. i don't know i don't know the politics about it but yeah is he that's it for, that's you think he gets cut or no you think that's it Ooh, difficult man he fought three times in the first fight he didn't look good until cozy was uh gassing and he took over second yeah. fight and but defeated him i think it would be a hard hard uh, i think it's hard to get to get him another fight there it depends if he gets a three or four fight contract you know so yeah they usually uh, sign the four fight deal right for their yeah. for their first one so they might give him one more but it would be someone that's also on the verge of being released yeah um but yeah i mean clearly uh, the guy's a good striker but the the takedown defense and the the you know, submission defense is just not there with him it's unfortunate any other thoughts on this card man anything else 
I really enjoyed the card, man. It was Me like uh, the main the main card started at 4 a.m. I started watching at 1 a.m. with the prelims, so I watched it all at once. Wasn't that 7:30 a.m. So um, yeah, I enjoyed it, and I didn't fall asleep during the card, so it was a good. Card. I, I enjoyed it too. The only, the only um, yeah, I think it was a good card. The only thing I'll say is I wish it started a little bit earlier, like even an hour earlier would have been nice. But it is what it is. The other thing I'll say is um, for the bonuses, they gave out four bonuses. So Vermees didn't get a bonus. He was the only guy who got a finish, and Kakramanov too, but he obviously missed weight. They could have easily given out one more bonus. You know what I mean? Like they should have. They should have given it to the fifth guy. I, I really don't like how they're being cheap with the bonuses. Give out some more bonuses. You know what's crazy? I was. Who well, didn't get a bonus? Wait, wait, huh? What? Who didn't get a bonus? Who didn't get a bonus? Bra Brahmaj didn't get one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought he should have got one too. But I mean, Patoja, Balmani's night at Nunes. They all they don't they all deserved it. I, I think yeah. if anything, maybe you give it to Brahmaj overnight. But yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, Knight deserved it too. Anyways, I think that's it for this card. I mean, it was a great card. Um, and you wanted to say something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The only thing I'll say was um. So I was, I was, uh, I, I, well, I'm, obviously we're gonna talk about tomorrow, Jiggin Barboza, but I was watching Barboza's first fight back in the UFC today mm -hmm. against Mike Lulo um, at UFC 123. That was the first card I ever went to, Marcel, for for UFC or MMA events. That was before it was legal in Ontario where I lived. Um, mm -hmm. Great card, great events, some memorable fights. But it's crazy because I look at that card and BJ Penn beat Matt Hughes that night, which was nuts. I look mm -hmm. at that card. That card was in November 2010, guys. I was a, I was a lot younger back. I was like 20. One years old, I want to say. I was a kid back then. The bonuses were eighty thousand that night. But they're only fifty thousand okay. today. That's fucking criminal, man. That is criminal. Like, that was eleven years ago, and the bonuses were more. You know, I just really wanted to say that. Like, I, you know, I, I honestly, I'm kind of over the whole stumping for fighter pay thing because honestly, it's on the fighters. They need to smarten up about themselves and get a yeah. union going. It's not up to the journalists to do it. You know what I mean, Marcel? But when I see this, and that really stands out to me as a, as a huge problem in the sport where. 11 years ago, the bonuses were higher than now. That's messed up. That doesn't make any sense, guys, my, my opinion. Glenn, what's up, man? He says they're bound to China with the uh, the Hong Kong flag thing. Yeah, that's what Jamie's saying, too. The cards are too late. I think it should have started like an hour or two earlier, but whatever. All right, um, let's talk about Bellator, Marcel. We'll do Bellator 265 really fast because I got to be honest, guys, I only I only saw like a few bites on the main card. I wasn't able to watch the prelims. I know a lot of Same. people were upset that uh, Taylor Johnson lost his fight against Fabio Aguilar. Um, and uh, there was another split decision. Uh, Logan Storley barely won against uh, Dante Shiro. He was like a minus 4,000 favorite, Marcel. Barely won the fight. But the only fight I really wanted to mention was um, Chia Congo against Keratonov, obviously getting the submission, and then uh, Jornel Lugo submitting Keith Lee as well. Any thoughts on these fights at all? Yeah, man, I think a good win for Chicago. I think he did, he looked well, very well in the fight yeah. as well. So I picked um, him, yeah, man. I, mean, I, I liked him as an underdog last week, guys. I thought he had a good chance to win, you know. Caratana Marcel, ever since that fight with Javi Ayala, Ayala, where I, I tweeted out, oh man, there's no way Javi Ayala wins this fight. Ten seconds later, he got brutally <laughs> Karatov got starched. I was like, oh, that's why I don't I don't tweet my predictions right before the fight anymore. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I just yeah, I know I don't do that anymore. I just think the guy's he's a solid fighter, but you know, to me, Congo is Congo's underrated, Marcel. He honestly is an underrated guy. You look at his record; it's very good. You know, it's very good. And he's fought really good competition. Only lost to pretty good top guys, too. So he's an underrated guy. You know what's crazy, Marcel? He's been in Bellator as long as he was in the UFC for. Isn't that nuts? Like, yeah, it is. It's dude, crazy, right? Dude, Go ahead. I mean, dude, dude fucking fought uh, some Dutch uh, pioneers in MMA over here in the Netherlands. Isn't in that the amazing? In the 2000s. He started fighting in rings tall in 2001. Yeah, exactly. He fought, um, I don't know if you know these guys. Let's see, Dave Vanderveen. 
Um, yeah. Hans Nidrum, Jupe yeah. Castile. Yeah, um, Yo, obviously Yo, fight Gil Gilbert Ivel. Yeah. Gilbert Ivel is one of my my least favorite fighters of all time. He's a punk. Why? <laughs> you you know you know that I do a podcast with him every Monday. Are you serious? No way. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, don't tell him I said that, but come on, bro. I mean, you haven't seen that fight with, uh, was it Don Fry, where he's poking him in the eyes? You never yeah. seen that fight? Come on. And also the part, the thing, he's, he's kind of nuts, man. No offense. He the also beat up the referee one of the fights, too, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was, that's a whole, the whole don't story. Tell him behind that. That. Don't tell him I said that. Someone's going to tell him I said that. That's a whole story, man. I'll tell you that after the show. Okay, but, okay, uh, I mean, Gil, Gilbert is like crazy in the ring, but he's. Uh, if you if you meet him, like. I bet he's a decent him, guy. I, I know really you're saying. I get it. But. Yeah. The Don Fry fight, man. I never liked him after. I gotta be honest, dude. Like you remember that fight, Marcel? I've never seen a guy yeah. stick their eyes in someone or fingers in someone's eyes like that. Uh, that was bad. Um, he got disqualified for it. And there was the other fight where yeah. where, he, where, he, where he knocked the referee out. <laughs> you remember? I, I, I will. I will tell you about that one. What happened there? <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Um, PFL eight. We'll talk about this really fast uh, as well. Uh, Kayla Harrison. I mean, yeah. Uh, next i guess like i mean what's to say about this like these fights are a joke like uh, i i understand they're having a hard time finding people for, for her to fight and i think taylor guardado who beat marina Mar marais by split decision is a good fighter i think she'll mm -hmm. she could beat a lot of fighters i think a lightweight or i guess or a featherweight even but harrison's gonna obviously destroy her so i mean I, I don't really think it's not very um intriguing to me like i, I just want to see her fight some better competition now yeah. you know she's getting paid a million dollars probably again guys now she's like i want to get paid more in the ufc no the ufc is not going to pay her more than a million dollars come on they're not going to pay her. she's actually but, delusional if she thinks that she's not going to get paid anywhere close to that what are you gonna say also they put the heavyweights and the women's lightweights on, uh, from the tournament on one card. It's like the two the two most uninteresting divisions in the PFL, man. Let's be honest. Those other four are pretty cool, pretty cool to watch, pretty good. But the, the women's, we all know from the beginning that 99% uh, sure Kayla Harrison going to win a third title at PFL. And then the heavyweight, yeah, I, I'm just not. Uh, now we get the uh, anti Delia again. Yeah, Bruno let's, talk about the fights. let's talk about them. So, Bruno Capitalism, okay. that was a pick I liked. I really yeah. like this guy. I like him a lot. Um, I also like, I love the fact that they showed his family sitting there in Brazil. You know what I mean? Because he clearly doesn't, he doesn't, he's not a guy that comes from a lot of money. And I think this, you know, Kayla's talking about how a million dollars isn't life changing. It, it's a life changing for me. It'd be life changing yeah. for Bruno. Bruno. It'd be life changing for you or anyone listening to this podcast. I actually got I also I almost got offended when she said that, Marcel. I gotta be honest with you. Like, because a lot of fighters are like dying to make ten thousand dollars or five thousand even. She's like, oh, a million dollars isn't enough. Like, come on, that is a terrible comment to make. Um, I think Bruno's an awesome fighter. You know, the fight with Yuri, I'm sure you saw it. Yeah, he rocked Yuri in that fight with a jab and and hurt him, but he went and got crazy and Frank Trey was commentating the fight. He's like, Oh no, don't don't do it. And he just gets crazy and gets KO'd with a counter punch. But since then, three straight wins. He also beat uh -huh. anti Delia by Naka. What are you going to You know what's funny to me when uh, they showed uh, Capulosa's uh, family? It's like every time they showed the people's family, they're going like, eh, yeah. And when they show Capulosa's family, they were just staring at the at the <laughs> at the screen. So I was like, they maybe they have uh, so they have some uh, who do you, do you say that they have some lag in their stream, you know, or in their <laughs> broadcast, so they don't see themselves yet. <laughs> That's, That's funny. Really I know it's funny. It also, what also is funny was. Uh, when they were reading the decision for Marias and uh, Guardado, they showed Guardado's fiance. He's like this. He's like shaking his head, thinking she lost. I thought that was so funny. And he looked at the camera and he realized the camera's on. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> but, um, but, 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 also, what, what the hell takes so long with these decisions, man? 
I'm watching. I'm watching this at 5:30 a.m. Yeah, what the hell? Terrible. Now, Antidelia is the other guy that won. Obviously, beat uh, Goltsov in an upset. Marcel, that's an upset. So these guys fought Capitalism and Delia in May, and Capitalism won by knockout. But Delia was a big favorite in that fight, a massive favorite. Mm -hmm. And since then, he's won by first round knockout and then a decision. I don't know. I, I feel like Delia might be the favorite just from a betting point of view, but I don't know, man. I mean, it's hard to pick for me to pick him after Capitalism already knocked him out like three fights ago. So I don't know yeah. what you're thinking about this one. This is a tough fight to call, but it should be a fun one. What are you thinking, though? I agree with you, man. I think De Delia was indeed the big favorite there. I remember Delia almost went with the UFC to fight Cyril Gann, yeah. remember? Yep. But he was still on PFL contract. Maybe now he's happy that he's I know, for the PFL million dollars, contract, right? You know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I think it will be a fun fight. We know we saw the first fight, the second fight. Uh, both guys know what they have to show, what they can bring. So they will both be prepared, man. And uh, after Delia will be, uh, how do you say that, will be warned from the first fight, you know? Yeah, I agree. All right, let's get through the prelims really quick, and then I'm going to get to the comments about um, Patty and stuff. Marcel will talk about that. <laughs> hey, Ferrer defeats Stuart Austin. Mohamed DeVries defeats Carl uh, Suman and Tafa. Marina Mokna-Natina uh, defeats Claudio Zamora. Amanda Love defeats Miranda Barber. And Christian Lowson defeats Jonas Flock. I got to be honest, I didn't catch the prelims except for the Ferrer knockout. Um, they don't show them here in Canada. Like, you have, I have to find a stream. It's, to me, it's like, I don't know if it's really worth me finding a stream for those fights. Now, if the tournament fight's differently, but you know, the main cards on TSN, so I watched it, and it was a, it was a pretty good card. I, I got to be honest with you, like, I enjoy watching PFL a little bit more than Bellator these days. Like, I, that's my opinion. Um, you know, I was my fiance is so funny. I go, hey, hey babe, you want to watch Bellator? She's like, I'm not watching Bellator. She's she's tired of Bellator. She doesn't like the mismatches, but she likes PFL. She thinks it's, you know, pretty fun to watch. So I think PFL is a great product, um, and I'm looking forward yeah. to the finals in – oh, that's actually one more card this week, actually, and then the finals are in October, so it should be good. Mm -hmm. Got this comment for John. Hey, John. He says there'll be some fun fights for Delhi and Capitalism in the UFC. There sure would be, man. Um, I'm sure both guys are obviously happy they're in PFL because the winner of this fight's going to win a million dollars. You can't make that in the UFC over what three fights or whatever it is. But you know, Delhi was supposed to be there, and, and Capitalism I think could be there as well. I think he was a guy that was a great signing by PFL. It's crazy because he missed like two or three years of action after he got knocked out by uh, what's it called, um, uh, Yuri in, in Ryzen. So I don't know what it was a contract thing or something or what, but he's back now. He looked good. Anything else? No. Okay. Yeah, Jamie, this wasn't the greatest. P I agree with this card was not the greatest PFL card, but in general, I think PFL puts on a better product. That's my honest opinion. I, I think of the big three. I'm looking, looking forward to this week's man. They got Brandon Lofton and got Moffley. Yeah, what man. a fight. We'll talk about that tomorrow yeah. a little bit. All right, man. I wanted you to talk about this, so I'm going to give you your chance. And this is what Glenn was. Yeah. You know, he says, "I wonder how many idiots Marcel is blocking this week." I, I doubt Marcel did too much of that because Marcel, he's a guy. You know, Marcel could take some criticism on the chin, man. But the thing is, there's a difference. And I was thinking about this today. Like, I, I'm not a guy who likes to block people or mute people. I don't like doing it because honestly, uh, I'm okay with getting some criticism because I, I, I'm criticizing the fighters all the time too. You know what I mean? So why not someone criticize my opinion? I think that's okay, but. When you resort to insults and stuff, and you're calling someone um, names, names, and resort, uh, you know, talking about their appearance and stuff. That's different. That's where I'm like, I don't have time for this bullshit. You know what I mean, Marcel? So, I know you dealt with a lot of this this week. I'm gonna give you the open uh, floor here, man. Give me your thoughts on what happened last week between you and uh, Patty and uh, Patty the Batty and and the fans. Just talk about about it, man. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Um. Yeah. So. You know, I got a I got a message uh, after the podcast on Tuesday last time, and I told you that uh, Pimblet was out and to keep it between us, um, and that Transromini got a new got a new opponent already. So um, 
the, the, the person who told me, um, I, I asked him like, uh, do you know uh, the, the, the new opponent? Yeah, I don't know if he signed yet, but uh, I say, okay, I'll, I'll go after it to, to confirm. Uh, but at that moment, Pendence was out. You know what I mean? He was out. There was a new opponent. There was an official offer from the UFC, which Van der Minnie's camp accepted. So Van der Minnie also thought he was going to fight the new opponent, which he won't fight anymore. And that new opponent now has to fight his way into the UFC through the Contender Series, by the way. But um, so... I asked the person, like, is it cool if I post that Van Vermeer has a new opponent and that uh, Pimble is out? Yeah, for sure, go ahead. So I did. People ask me, why did you ask Pimble? For the very simple reason, Van Vermeer got a new offer to fight, which he accepted. Um, UFC offered it, so it was official offered to him, which means Pimble is out. You know, and it wasn't a backup. I asked him, is it bad? No, it's not a backup. It's a fight. Pimble is out. Clearly stated. Even the person who I talked to has evidence of it, you know. So um, I posted it, and Pimblet went kind of crazy. He called me, called me for whatever out. And I didn't, I didn't care at that moment, you know. I understand. I was maybe, maybe he doesn't even know. Maybe his manager is busy with it or whatever, you know, and he doesn't even know. So I let it go. Then 30 minutes, I got later. I got a call from the, from the guy who told me, and also Cody Brundage, who is a teammate of uh, Luigi Vandermini, tweeted under my tweet like, "This is legit. I'm training with Luigi." He told me as well. So um, the person uh, called me. He's like, "Dude, you won't believe this. Uh, apparently, uh, Patty's manager, which is Graham Boylan, was also the owner of Cage Warriors, as a guy uh, for for Pfizer Pfizer problems, and he." could make a speed appointment for Patty this Monday right now um, to get his visa. I don't know if he got his visa right now, but he, he had an appointment today. And um, so the UFC said to me, they put him back in. I was like, what the hell, man? I just put out that he was out. What now? He's like, yeah, um, you know, we'll see. But I, I was happy that J that uh, Jason House uh, co-tweeted me later that like, that uh, that it wasn't uh, fake news, that it was legit, because Jason House manages Luigi Van Romini. So um, I was happy with that. But I, I got sort of a lot of hate from people, you know? And this, listen, man, at first I didn't blame Patty, but later I did, you know, because he quote-tweeted everything. He initiating the bullshit, you know what I mean? So at a certain moment, I think it was Thursday, I got really pissed, for uh, kind of pissed about it. And... Um, then out of nowhere, like, uh, I don't know if you know Mike Morgan. Um, yeah. He tweeted an old tweet from Paddy where he was insulting and where he was uh, oh, got, uh, had a, kind of a race, 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 racist slur to somebody or whatever, you know. And after that, two hours later, Paddy was like, yeah, I, he posted a video. Yeah, I'm done with the negativity. I'm not going to reply anything anymore. I want to have positive thoughts, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. And since then, I haven't heard anything anymore from him, so it's perfect. The thing is, he wanted me to delete the tweet, and I want to, I want to address this as well, people. I mean, he asked me to delete the tweet, but the tweet at that moment was legit. And if it wasn't legit, I immediately would have deleted it, and I would have said my apologies. You know what I mean? But at that moment, it was legit. I'm not. If I'm deleting the tweet, I'm pretty much saying it was bullshit when I posted. So I'm not going to do that. You know. And that, that's pretty much why I didn't delete the tweet. And while, while we are at it right now, I also want to thank you, especially you. I want to, ask, I th I want to thank James Lynch as well. Uh, you both did a video on uh, James Lynch's Patreon about this. And uh, you guys have my back in it. I really appreciate it. 
Uh, you you talk to me a lot about it uh, on, on Monday and Tuesday, which I really appreciate. You're amazing, dude. And um, also some others, man. I, I mean, I got a lot of emails or emails. I got a lot of uh, Twitter DMs from people who I value. And also just uh, in general on Twitter, people were very, uh, very cool to me back about it. I, I, I didn't want to. I only retweeted the Mike Morgan tweet, by the way, but I haven't been directly talking to Caddy at all on Twitter. You know, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Why, why should I, man? If he wants to talk to me, he can DM me. I can't DM me because he doesn't I, he doesn't follow me, so I can DM him. I tried to reach out to Graham Boylan, like, I, I think on Friday or on Thursday. I haven't heard anything back. So wh what you want me to do, man? And for me, it's like, it, it's done, you know? And uh, if, if he wants to say anything more, he can. But uh, I'm not going to argue with him on an on a, on a open timeline where everybody else can 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 talk you know what i mean doesn't make sense to me so um yeah that's it pretty much he's still in the fight as far as i know he, he should get his visa today i haven't heard anything about it but uh, i'm for damn sure not going to tweet anything about it that's what that's, yeah don't that's don't sure. just stay away from that one um yeah i mean it's an unfortunate situation so we talked about it in private and we did the video with james you don't have your back man i mean listen like i just think it was just sick how everyone would turn their back on marcel not everyone i shouldn't say everyone but a lot of people turn their back on you. Like a guy who does so much good work for the community, they get shit on like that. There's, trust you guys, there's other journalists you should be shitting on, not Marcel. You know what I mean? He's the last guy you should be doing that yeah. to. And it just proved Marcel that you just, you're, you're being taken for granted by certain people. You know what I mean? You do such yeah. a good, good job in the community. Go ahead. You know what the fun thing is, man? I'm pretty sure when, um, He's like you do it for cloud or whatever. I yeah, know. what do you think about that? I don't, I don't agree with that yeah. at all. Like, uh, here's I mean, the thing: Marcel's just, not, he's not even weird. making money off of this. He doesn't have an article that like clicks with ads. He just put it in yeah, yeah, Twitter. Like, you're not making I mean, money off of that. It's so dumb. What is yeah, but but uh, but also, for example, like, would Patty done the same thing if Ariel did it to him? No, would done the same no, he wouldn't have did Brad that. Did it to him? No, well, sure not. You know, no. because the, he, the, those, for example, let's say Brett, let's say Ariel Brett, you know, Brett is with ESPN. If he did this to Brett, you know, the UFC was on his ass for sure, you know, because ESPN has to deal with the UFC. He wouldn't do, he wouldn't have done this because he would be in trouble, you know, and that's easy for him to go after me, you know, and mm -hmm. he knows damn well that, that I didn't put out a lie. He knows damn well he didn't, put, I didn't put out a lie, you know, but he wants to, Listen, man, what's wrong with having visa issues? There's nothing wrong with that, you know? If it was something what he did, you know, what, what got him in trouble with that, okay, I understand you're going to deny it, but there's nothing wrong with that, you know what I mean? So it's like you pretty much now try to uh, clear your name to blame me or something. It's just really weird to me. It doesn't make sense. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's just stupid, man. I mean, I didn't do anything to the dude. You know, I even made I, – I put out a statement because people keep – annoying me about it you know so i just said my my uh my side of the story and you know twitter has only like 144 uh 280 uh characters you can use so that's why i do did a quick uh, note on it but what you want me else to do man i'm not going to delete the tweet you know it was accurate at that time and uh, now it's not accurate anymore i said it wasn't accurate anymore in that statement so what else would you want me to do and there are a lot of people you know you saw uh guillermo cruz from mma fighting who also said the same thing that he was out at a certain yep. moment you know so i didn't make this thing up at all you know and, and the petty fans can believe what they want you know i, I know some petty fans who are well behind them that's okay you know but are also cool to me so that's cool 
but people will, will talk shit. I, I don't know what's wrong with you, man. I, I, you you guys act like I don't want to see Patty in the UFC. You know, I don't mind. You know, I mean, I, I don't have an, anything against do. Never had, never, never had. So now it's maybe different. I don't like dude, obviously. But um, I mean, I don't miss him a bad life. Just a bad fight. No, that's just kidding. No, I don't miss him a bad. I don't miss him a bad life. But it's like this doesn't make sense to me. You know, he, he the only what if I put that out and he would have said like, listen, dude, this was true for for a brief moment, but I'm back in. There were some issues, but I'm fighting. Uh-huh. That that would have totally diffused the situation, you know. And he just put uh, all, or do you say that uh, fuel to the fire the whole damn time, man? And just stupid, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and the thing for me is like, I didn't like how he called you like fat and stuff. Like, I mean, listen, yeah. Russell, listen. That, 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 just, that, why I mean, are you that, thinking? Why are you thinking it's all the guy's appearance? What the fuck does that have to do with uh, anything? I mean, stupid. he's not. He's he's not wrong, you know. But I mean, it, it doesn't. Dude, I'm a big guy too, man. I'm, I'm a big guy too. <laughs> I, the thing is, like, I, I, you know, what I mean, like, I'm not gonna say I'm like, you know, the the, the most ripped guy. And same with you, Marcel. But that has nothing to do with your with your reporting. You know what I mean? Like, it has nothing to do with your reporting at all. I I, I love that he called me a bad journalist because I feel I think I'm a reporter more than over a journalist. But yeah, okay, that's my opinion. But hey, you can you can call me whatever you want, man. But you, he made it very personal for some reason, which I know I didn't like that either. I, so. I mean, last words, uh, give me your last words on this before yeah, we get out. Before we yeah, get out I here. think you should. I think you shouldn't make uh, fun of, of of somebody's appearance if you have hair like that. But that's just my opinion. But I I don't hate to do it at all. But hey, it's whatever. You know. It is what it is. Let me just get the uh, comments here, guys. Jamie says the UFC blunder more than anything. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly yeah. that. You know, they they said they they put that out to the other uh, party. You know, they clearly said he was off. You know, and uh, behind the scenes, they are still working to get Paddy back in. How does that look, man? Because Van Ramini thought he was preparing for another guy than Pimblet. You know what I mean? Yeah, and no, I, I agree. It, it doesn't make sense. It's exactly what he says. I fully agree. Pimblet's followed by a lot of Koreans, really made fans of Marcel's back. I'd say a lot of them do, but there's even fans of Marcel that were like talking shit to him and then saying, oh, I'm just joking, Marcel, like the next day. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, yeah, hey, I don't you, Really, you that. were joking after <laughs> you talked smack to him? Boylan signed McKee up to fight Jermaine a few weeks' notice in his first four fight. Jimmy consulted. Patty likely knew nothing. Yeah, I don't know. And it, I don't have an issue with Graham. I mean, he does he does a good job at Cage Warriors. But it, it, there's, yeah, he does. It, there's got to be a conflict of interest, though, here when he's the manager and also matchmaker, right? Like, that's a little, that's like Ali back in WSOF. Here, yeah. the last thing, I think that's it. Anything else you want to say about this before you can move on? Last word, or that's it? We got two no, minutes left. So that's, that's, that's it, eh? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, there's nothing else to say. Every, yeah, yeah, everybody who had my back, and I appreciate it. I didn't reach out, uh, out to everybody, but to most people I did who DM me or whatever. So thank you for that. I just like I didn't reply under every uh, under any comment on, on Twitter at all because if I'm gonna reply under that comment, some other guy's gonna reply under it again, and then it's over. Yeah. You know, I want just. It, it also sucked, man. At a certain moment, it was over, and then people gonna quote me like, "I stand with Marcel." It's like it's very nice of you, but it was now a little bit I like just, and now you bring it back up. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> all right, last call here for Marcus, my boy, Marcus Williams. He was at he was at the event on the weekend. Yeah, um, he said great best, show. Man. Yeah, if anyone's ever attended UFC event at the Apex, I highly recommend it. Shout out to Canyon and Parker for making some money. This dude won some good coin. Yeah, and Marcus is not a liar either. He shows me the tickets. He's not a liar. You know what I mean? So. Congrats, Marcus. Good job, man. Marcel, plug yourself. Let's get out of here. Um, Big Marcel24 on Twitter and Instagram for your legit MMA news. And uh, MMADNA.nl also for your legit MMA news. Also on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
There you go. All right. Twitter at Madam Martin Podcast and the oddsbaker.com. So our YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all those places, guys. Uh, where else am I? BJPan.com, MyMainNews.com, but tons of news out. Uh, but I'm going to have some uh, stuff. I know you don't like this, but the the, uh, the Jake Paul fight, I'm going to have some articles over Expectation Sports this week, breaking it down. And uh, Lead Fantasy Elite Sports Bank, I'll have my bets and, and picks for DFS later this week. But tomorrow, we, we have the uh, Jake Paul. <laughs> Shh, quiet. <laughs> tomorrow, we're going to talk about Jiga Chikati versus Edson Barbosa and that whole card. So 4 p.m. tomorrow, guys, for the next podcast. Have a great day, everyone.